Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. I think I'm getting more and more comfortable. Obviously, offensively, you know, my teammates are doing a, a great job looking for me even more, and uh, and it's on me to, you know, to, to be a better playmaker and then finisher around the rim for my team. And I put a lot of work in every day to, to get better, and uh, and I know that, you know, in the playoff, it's going to be huge for me to, to be dominant out there. And obviously, defensively, you know, I think, you know, I keep raising my level and try to keep raising the team level defensively every single day to, you know, when it's, when it's playoff time uh, for us to be at our best defensively. That, of course, is Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I like when he talks, man, because he understands the task at hand. You know, he's there defensively and get better offensively. And as his teammates find him, which is one of the things that he's wanted, and Dennis Lindsay talked about that uh, last year, and then it's on to Rudy to be better around the rim, to find ways to put the ball in a basket and all those types of things. And It's it's certainly an added scoring punch when he does that. There's no question about that. But uh, he's a man who has a lot of conviction and a lot of determination to be as good as he could possibly can be. And for the Jazz perspective and for you as a fan, that is good news. The Jazz are in Memphis tonight, 35-11. They take on Memphis for the third time in four games. Six o'clock is tip-off time here, and coverage will begin in the zone with our man Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott right here at 5 o'clock with Jazz Game Night pregame show. And they had a little bit of an issue. I'm sure you've heard about it by now. Yesterday, they went to take off uh, early afternoon, and the plane had some collisions with birds. And then came back. Of course, that causes some problems with the engines and fires and failures and all that stuff. So they turned around. And in the course of that, Somewhat of an interesting development. I don't have any news as far as details of what's going on. Donovan Mitchell was on the plane, as we understand, but then when it landed and took off again, he was not on the plane. So he will be excused tonight for personal reasons. He will not play. He missed a couple of games. I think it was with Dallas, if I remember correctly, earlier this year. I have to double-check that, but they had that little two-game series at home. And Dallas was in a real bad spot at that time. I think yeah, Donovan was in concussion protocol, if I remember correctly. You are and correct. So he, yeah, so he didn't play. So uh, that's a blow, obviously. He, and he's been playing at a just tremendously elite level. There's no doubt about that. But he's excused, and he's not going to be there for this game. So the Jazz got to find a way to win without him. We'll see what they can do. Okay, let's move on to the NBA. Hashtag NBA. Gordon Hayward, pull up from 15, knocks it down. Gordon Hayward's first points of the second half, and he now has 20. Campazzo whips the pass the front court to Barton. No look pass. Porter got two hands. 27 for MPJ. Out front for the Suns, Chris Paul giving it to Booker. Had a look, but couldn't get the shot up. Now backs away for three. Shazam! Three-pointer by D. Booker. Late night in the NBA, the Suns were in a little bit of a battle with the Hawks down to the end, but they made some shots. The Hawks didn't, and so the Suns get out of there at home with a 117-110 win as they remain 
in second place. I think it's a week from tonight that the two teams play each other. Looking forward to that game. Let me double check that. It's a week from tonight, right? I've, I had looked earlier and saw that that's what it was, but I've got their... They don't put out the pocket schedule anymore. That, that world has ended. Yeah, it It's has. all about to just go on the uh, your app, and away you go. Yes, one week from tonight. That's right. It's an 8 o'clock game. The Jazz and the Suns down in Phoenix, I think it is there, right? That's an away game. Yep, down and in Phoenix, so, yep. Yeah, and that's a ESPN game, too. So it'll be a, a game to look forward to a little bit, uh, see where the Suns are because they beat the Jazz earlier this year, fourth game of the season. So we'll get to that next week. Uh, Nuggets, uh, Michael Porter Jr., 27-12. and 12. You know, I had Mike Smith on, Jazz uh, broadcaster, and uh, he was saying that he thinks that Porter can be a real difference maker rather than Aaron Gordon. And Porter, when he's playing like that, it makes them really tough. But so far with Aaron Gordon, they're 2-0. and So we'll see how that goes for the Nuggets. We'll be watching that. They beat the Sixers. And then, of course, I look in the Sixers, and Embiid's not playing. It seems like, man, he misses a lot of games. Uh, the Magic. The Magic, man. The Magic that were left for dead. Go and beat the Clips. Listen to the uh, end of that game out on the radio there, and that was a surprise. As far as that goes, I didn't see the Clippers losing that game uh, by any stretch to the Magic, but the Magic play very well. And if you look at the Clippers, you go, okay, who didn't play? All right, well, you got Rondo still hasn't gotten there, I guess. Uh, Patrick Beverly uh, didn't play. And then, of course, our guy Paul George didn't play. So that maybe explains a little bit. They certainly were a big-time shorthanded. Kawhi Leonard played. But uh, that two or three guys that, well, two starters, possibly. If you consider Beverly a starter, we'll see what Ty Lue does with that lineup. And they started Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard at guards. They didn't play that poorly in terms of scoring. They didn't shoot the ball that well, uh, like a combined uh, 12 for 34. So I guess you can give them a little bit of a pass there since they didn't have their lineup. Uh, Lou Williams, who was traded, said he seriously considered retiring. I had a lot of investments there. Not, uh, I don't think he's talking literal uh, real estate or whatever, just emotion and equity, that type of thing. We had some success. We were gearing up for another deep run, a championship run. That was my mentality. I thought I would finish the season there. Yeah, I can understand that because that was a surprise. Uh, Lou Williams going from uh, the Clippers to the Hawks. Uh, Andre Drummond, he's going to start right off the bat, man, tonight the Lakers and replace uh, Andre Drummond or excuse me replace Mark Gasol in the lineup and I'm interested to see what that means for the Lakers because Drummond put up some decent stats along the way uh, and what does that mean you know I can't really say now they're playing the Bucks, and that game is on uh, ESPN at 8 o'clock right about the time the Jazz game getting ready to end you can flip over and see what you got going there as far as that goes, Suns are at the Bulls. Uh, well, the Bulls are at the Suns, excuse me, because the Bulls come into town over the weekend. See what's uh, what's up with that. All right, that's your NBA right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag college basketball. And the quest for perfection moves to the final four. Third. 
30-0, Gonzaga is headed to the Final Four for just the second time in school history. Dickinson is going to inbound. Takes the basketball. Dickinson looking. Fires it in. Wagner turns. Fires a three for the win. No good. Off the back of the rim. And UCLA has won it from the first four to the final four. UCLA 51, Michigan 49 for the 19th time in school history. The first since 2008. The Bruins are going to the final four. So there you go. Gonzaga and UC Los Angeles on their way to the Final Four. The Gonzaga Bulldogs. Is that one of those things when you say the quest for perfection? It has to be the quest. It can't be the try. It can't be the run. It's like disaster. If you use the word disaster or if you use the word unmitigated, what is next? Every time you use the word unmitigated, does disaster have to follow? An unmitigated success? Yeah, that doesn't really work. It's always an unmitigated disaster. Ominous clouds. Words that have to go together. The quest for perfection. That was the big thing with Bronco years ago at BYU football. T-shirts were there. The quest for perfection. Gonzaga sure looked good. For sure. The world is seeing, I believe, what we know. That they have got an awesome team. They've got an awesome coach. And they, I picked them to win it. I see no reason why they don't win it. I mean, they obviously got two more games to go. But when you look at Timmy and uh, you can go through and Kispert and Suggs and Yaye and Nimhard and Watson, blah, 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 blah. He's got a really good team. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. And they just took SC right out of the game early. That thing was over in a hurry, man. Wow. Very, very impressive. They've had some impressive wins this season, and I think that might have been the most impressive on the biggest stage when they're getting the most attention. You would think, anyway. At least it was for me as I watched that. But I've been impressed with them for years now, especially this season. I don't think they get beat. And then that Bruin game over Michigan. Uh, man, you see Los Angeles couldn't buy a basket early. It was like six, seven minutes. It seemed like they were stuck on four forever. They got job done, clamped down on defense, and Michigan is out as a number one seed. The 11 seed goes in. So, looking forward to that. What, what is that? Uh, Saturday, Monday? Is that were they back yep. on the traditional Saturday, schedule? Monday traditional format? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I'll be paying attention to that for sure, particularly with these two teams here. The one note on Saturday though is it's a mid-afternoon and an evening game rather than two evening games as they've been normally. Okay. All right, well, play ball when we get there. Yeah, you've got uh, Baylor versus Houston here. You've got it written down at 314. Or, yeah, 314. This is our time, I assume. And then Gonzaga and UCLA at 634 Saturday night. Uh, Looking forward, particularly to that latter game, Baylor and Houston. uh, I don't really care about that one. I mean, I don't care who wins either, any of these games. But my interest is much more in the second game than in the first game. And we're in the transfer portal season. Riley Batten, I assume that there was some type of meeting with Craig Smith and he decided to come back. So he's going to return for the Utes, so that's good news for them. And then BYU, it's the old Kyle, well, not the old Kyle Whittingham line, but the Kyle Whittingham line in which he said when his receivers uh, were leaving the program, the transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh, as he went biblical. And BYU, that's in their situation as Wyatt Lowell who has had injuries in his, what, two seasons with the Cougars? Correct. And uh, 
Colby Lee is out the door. Now, Colby Lee, uh, he was a starter earlier in the year, and then it, uh, not only did he not start, it just was reduced to DNPCD, did yeah. not play coach's decision. Glued to the so, bench. So he fell off. And that's why you got to take what Mark Pope says, I think, with a little bit uh, of a grain of salt and have some skepticism, because I can remember him saying when uh, last year it was Lowell and Baxter, uh, big men who were out just like it was this year, uh, ironically enough, if that's irony. That's a tragedy for both of those kids getting hurt, not being able to play. I can remember Pope saying that Colby Lee is going to be so good. He's going to surprise you, blah, 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 blah. And there he is sitting at the end of the bench when the season ends and it's most important time of the year. He's not playing. So you can build up the guys, but you got to be careful that uh, guys like me are going to remember what you say. And I can remember him specifically telling us how great Colby Lee was going to be. And turns out that's not the case. And then, of course, Jesse Wade and Connor Harding had already announced they were going to leave the program. Now, for the Utes, we will have their new basketball coach joining us in just about two hours, a little less than two hours. Craig Smith, University of Utah men's basketball coach, will be on with myself. Uh, DJ's off today. Uh, probably going to be out tomorrow. We'll have an announcement on that coming forward. Uh, Craig Smith going to be joining us at 9 o'clock. That's your college basketball right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NFL. We're still within the 20-game format. That was something that was important to the NFLPA, and that was part of the structure of our CBA. What we're looking to do here is taking the data, and actually the data, the highest rate of injury is actually in a preseason game. So they want more money, and they're going to tell us that that's what the data shows, right? All right, fine, whatever, man. As a sports fan, more power, more games. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, so that's Roger Goodell talking about adding that 17th game. Some players who they agreed to it a year ago, I guess, and then now you've some some players have come out and complained. There was so the reduce a preseason game, which certainly I'm fine with, and then have the extra game. Uh, and they'll have the one by week. Now, you wonder what's going to happen there because if teams are in a situation where their playoff spot is completely and totally solidified, obviously those main starters are not going to play that 17th game anyway. So is that uh, tends to – no, it's not going to be all that. There's going to be teams that they're going to be fighting for playoff berths, but the teams who have it set up probably are going to rest guys So because they already do that as it is. If they got that in 16. So more football, that mount, that counts and matters from a fan perspective is good. I just hope there's not the injury perspective there. I guess we'll have to have uh, several years of data before we can figure that out. And also speaking to reporters, after the first of a two-day virtual meeting of owners, Commissioner Roger Goodell said, all of us in the NFL want to see every one of our fans back. Football is simply not the same without them. We expect to have full stadiums in the upcoming season. That would be a great news, right? Uh, the league never established uh, a attendance cap while playing during the heart of the COVID in this past season, deferring instead to individual teams in conjunction with the state and local regulations. Attendance dipped by more than 90% compared to 2019, and a total of 1.2 million fans were included in attendance counts for the entire regular season and, of course, the postseason. Now, that makes sense that they took that big of a hit, and we all hope it's back to normal. But I guess we have to hear what uh, those people say who are in government positions, if you're so into that and believe they, they know what they're talking about. Former Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields notched an 
unofficial 444 time in the 40. Wow, man, he is fast. And he showed off his arm. Sensational. I wonder what uh, certain people say about that. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing the experts evaluate that one. That's your NFL 97.5, the zone. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Baseball goes dark today. Spring training, the games are officially over. How about that? No more spring training. It went by so fast, didn't it? Today's the last day of March. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So uh, the season starts tomorrow. You're going with MLB. Spring is in the air. The weather's supposed to be good this weekend. In northern Utah, the birds will be chirping. Home Depot will be packed. There you go. And things remain the same. Mike Trout of the Angels consensus betting favorite to win the MVP at two to one odds. Following uh, that, of course, is the American League. Uh, Alex Bregman of the Astros. Uh, so there, he's a second at eleven to one, and Aaron Judge of the. Uh, Yankees 12 to 1 and Cleveland's Jose Ramirez uh, 14 to 1. Oshani 20 to 1. We'll see about that. Hopefully for him, he can keep himself healthy. Now, you don't have American League, but I would think uh, Fernando Tatis would be up there. We'll see if Bryce Harper can get going. He's got one MVP a few years back when he was with the Washington Nationals. My pick, mark this down, Yak. Get back to me in October. Okay. My pick. For National League MVP, Corey Seager, shortstop for the Dodgers. He stays healthy. He's absolutely going to be in the mix. I mean, I watched some spring training ball, and man, it seemed like every game I watched, he was just mashing. I think he had eight home runs in March. Now, we'll see. It doesn't matter once the season starts tomorrow, but to me, he's a great player. So both MVP awards going home to L.A. with the Angels and the Dodgers, then, in your opinion. Yeah, except I don't consider the Angels L.A., but that's I, just I'm I'm with you. I, my wife's from Orange County, and she says the fact that they're named the Los Angeles Angels will forever irk her. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's like, you know, it's not uh, Meridian State. It's Boise State. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? I so. You know, an hour removed from being in L.A., but yeah. you know. No, Meridian is closer to that, but uh, that's the only one I could think of that had a, had a name to it. So, uh, yeah, UC Los Angeles. It's not in Riverside because you know what that is? That's UC Riverside. Yes, UC Riverside. Yeah. Or our favorite community in the Southland, San Bernardino. As I say, yeah, UC San Bernardino. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay Bay's first baseman. We know him, Choi. He played. We saw him. G-Man Choi is going to undergo scarborough surgery on his right knee. Expected to be sidelined for maybe a month, month and a half. So, and I already said spring training is opening tomorrow. I'm excited. Our spring training actually ends over yesterday, and the regular season starts tomorrow. So I'll be watching some baseball tomorrow, some real baseball, as they have a flood of games on television. All right, I said you, Chris, Craig Smith is going to be joining us at 9:05 at 8:30 on every Wednesday. We have Tim Lacombe. Utah Jazz radio, uh, radio studio analyst, and of course he was assistant coach and staff member at the Utah uh, Jobs, and he he knew about Craig Smith. As far as I can tell, he had it first on Twitter. 
Now, I don't know that that's for sure. I know those Twitter wars now to see who has it first and all that stuff. Not like you get anything more for that. If you got more money, that'd be great. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get a personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. You can call them. The phone number for Shamrock Plumbing is 801-295-1690. 295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up next, I gave you who is the guest. We're going to have a special guest going to be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. So stay with us on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back in. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK. DJ is off. Right now, what is trending? It's brought to you by... Well, Shamrock Plumbing, because I already told you that. Yeah, just make sure you're paying attention. And I also need to tell you that hot takes or toast. The question of the day is brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. At Jerry Signer Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Sign up and test drive one today. So we've got a piece of luxury right now that we, I'm not sure we deserve but we got it. Luxury is here upon us. I'm going to introduce to you, you know him, you hate him. His name is Gordon Monson. Gordon Glenn Monson. He went by GG growing up. Good morning, GG. How are you? Not true, but uh, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I appreciate the intro there. You know him, you hate him. All right. Well, yeah, and that's just my family members. Well, 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 all 40 of them just yell down the hall. I'm sure they'll respond. <laughs> Bed and breakfast here. Yeah, that's for sure. But how uh, you doing, PK? Good to be joining oh, you. I am at the prime of my life. I've never felt better. So you've offloaded uh, DJ for, for a few days. Uh, you feeling good? Oh, yeah. I'm feeling down and dirty, feeling kind of mean. I've been from one to the other extreme. Oh, here we go. You know, I was talking to Jake about coming on with you this morning, and he, Jake said, you know, when I go on with PK, he's so mean to me, you know. And I said, well, I don't want to hear it. Come on. Of course, you're speaking of Jake Scott, who you can hear with Gordon every day from 2 to 6 on the big show right here on 97.5. And 1280 The Zone. Absolutely. A lot of stuff to talk about. I got a, In the next segment, I got a special little segment, and I'm calling it the Ask Gordon Monson Anything You Want segment. Oh. And you, you have to answer. Okay. Right. So you can – I put this on Facebook. We got some response, so I've got that. Uh, you can contact us. If you, whatever you want to know from Gordon, he's got to answer it. Wow, the full- I, got truth, I got the yeah. truth serum in me. I'm yes. going to lay down on the couch here, turn the meter on, and I'm ready. Absolutely. Uh-huh. The fully vaccinated Gordon Monson has got to come clean. He's got no worries in the world now. He is ready to go to handle anything and everything you've got. 
Man, I tell you, I did get that second shot yesterday in Moderna, and uh, I, I do feel it a bit. Uh, I feel like I've been kicked in the head a little bit. But, uh, yeah, feeling good, uh, ready to go, and glad to hope everybody gets taken care of in that regard. Uh, well, you're going to get kicked in the other side of the head right now. <laughs> I would expect no less. See, that'll, that'll balance out your head. And a lot of people say your head's been too big, so now we need to balance it out. Uh, you get a okay. shot to the left, a shot to the right. All right, you let me know, ask this question. head's going to be fine. Who's got the bigger head, PK you. or me? What You. Oh, oh. Well, what, what, how is that so conclusive? <laughs> what directions is the sunrise, been, Gordon? Have you been listening to yourself for the past 28 years? I mean, you know. <laughs> have I been listening to myself? I hear myself, but I don't listen. <laughs> That's a very good description. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, okay, what's the difference? What's the difference between hearing and listening? Because I know that I am a blowhard. You think you're profound. <laughs> yeah, I've had people tell me that before. I know somehow beyond all comprehension and against all the odds that I'm a blithering idiot, but yet I got a job on the radio. <laughs> you're not a blithering idiot. You, th you think you're like Dr. Laura in, in the uh, afternoons here. Dispensing with critical pronouncements. That's the big difference. Well, I realize I am a big bag of hot air. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're the one that set this whole thing up. That we're going to ask me any question you want. I mean, right, because it, I, mean, I figured that would be feeding right into you, who you are. I talked to Jake about having you on, and he said, oh, buddy. Haha. <laughs> I don't envy you. I pray for you tonight. That's what he told me. Oh, see, that hurts me now. You know, I got feelings, too. Uh, anyway, I, I, well, all right. I didn't mean to compare, you know, egos with you to see who's is bigger. I'm, but, e uh, I'm egoless. <laughs> you can no. rock me. I don't care. You can take me just about anywhere. It doesn't matter. I need you tonight. In fact, I, I need want, you this morning. <laughs> I want all your listeners to know that I've been to concerts with you, and you are a rocker, man. And now you've got some country to you, which is fine. Jake complains about that. He thinks something's wrong, that something is short-circuited in your mind. But uh, <laughs> you're a lot of fun to go to a concert with. And, you know, I imagine maybe your listeners know that since you're constantly breaking out in song. Well, yeah, I mean, I... Yak, should I break out in uh, Cardi B's newest single? Let's well, not. <laughs> Cardi B. Do you see that Cardi B was uh, complaining about Utah's new anti-porn law or something? What was that all about? Yeah. Well, yeah, who knows what she's all about? I know that she did a one-on-one -on -one with your president. The guy who lived in the basement came out to do a thing with Cardi B, of all people. Yeah, I take I take most of my direction from athletes and celebrities. I mean, when I when they go political, I, whatever they say, I am going to do. You think that uh, Robert De Niro has a lot in common with you? Uh, it stops at the De Niro. He makes a lot of it, and I don't. Uh, but uh, no, I mean. I mean, those guys, I mean, they've got something to say, and they, they, they're leaders in our community. 
Mm. Uh, I mean, when, Le- when LeBron James speaks, thus doeth PK. Yeah. Come on. I- I have a column coming out, uh, I think it will be posted sometime today, about uh, Donovan Mitchell and his role, uh, not only as an athlete, but as a, a person who has a, a, is a deep thinker and uh, likes to uh, you know, express his opinion about things. And I think that is, he. Uh, bottom line is, he'll be a leader both for the Jazz and for his generation for many years to come, I believe. But uh, anyway, uh, speaking of good Donovan for him, Mitchell, he didn't he's go on the speak trip. at the University of Utah. Yeah, I got that here in a second. He's going to yeah. be the commencement speaker, the 24-year-old Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Honestly, I am interested in him because he's a basketball player. I couldn't care less what he has to say politically. He's well. I don't know whether he's going to talk politically or whether uh, he's whatever gonna, he does, uh, whatever way he wants to lead doesn't matter to me. Go ahead, see, do what you want. He's, he's bigger than all that, PK. He's uh, donating to great causes right. uh, for education and, and you know, absolutely. So, so uh, you know, I've it doesn't have to always that. doesn't always have to center around politics. No, it doesn't. Uh, that I, seems he can, to be the he, way of the world today. Yeah, well, everything, his, my friend. Money drives everything, and everything is political. Uh, maybe so. I mean, so you can't open your mouth without saying something political. But uh, he, he's got a lot of good qualities sure he does. about uh, that, that I think a young generation, younger generation can learn from. And maybe older generations, too, like old dogs like me and you. Maybe we should listen to what the man has to say. So I, anyway. I, whatever he wants to say, it's, it's whatever he wants to say is just that is what he says. And he has every right to do what he's doing. And I'll support that right. I, I particularly, I'm going to lead my life the way I see fit, and I don't, I don't go by athletes or celebrities and what they have to say. That's well, I don't saying. buy the same shoes that athletes do, <laughs> but if if somebody's making a good point, yeah, I'm going to listen to that. I don't I, care. I who don't it buy is any. Yeah, well, it's a good point, but that's just the point. Your political views determine whether it's a good point or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't want to get on an airplane. I don't know if yeah. that's true. I don't know what that deal no. was all about. But PK, you've flown a lot in your. Well, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to get ahead of you here. But uh, you've flown a lot through the years. Have you ever had a, a situation where you were pretty scared on board? Uh, yes, but I didn't know to what extent. Now they had to take off again at the re- land because the thing had uh, birds. I've been in situations where uh, we've had to go back. I've been in situations for various reasons, health reasons on the plane, where somebody uh, just a couple years back, man, we take off and the guy in front of me is down. Yeah. It's like yeah. It was an early morning flight, and so there wasn't a lot of people. I'm talking like 6 a.m., and he's one row in front of me, and he just goes down. And they were asking for medical people, and there was a little emergency landing there. That was scary. Now, obviously, I was fine, but the guy was literally one row ahead of me, so I was scared for that. And was he laying down in the aisle? He was draped over the armrest on the aisle. Okay. And it got – because he was – I want to say he was probably sitting in the middle because he was going to lay down because the flight was so stinking early. And he and he just tipped over to the right, mm-hmm. so the armrest got him. And I can't remember the exact details, but of course, there's medical people uh, coming on the plane. And when they landed, we were told to sit, you know, and all that stuff as the medical people came on. And 
So that was scary here in the yeah. air, and, and it wasn't personally scary. Uh, you never had any. You never had any plane problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time we were flying into Los Angeles, and we go to land, and we just go right back up. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What so was that about? Uh, I'm trying to remember, but uh, something they didn't. Uh, they didn't like the landing or something was up. And, and so, yeah, so you're, you're, you're descending and, you know, you're just about ready to, you know, you hear that sort of thud sound on the wheels of the hitting the ground. And the next thing you know, we just start ascending as oh, if wow. we're taking off. So uh-huh. that was a little alarming as far as, <laughs> but, you know, you don't, I don't know what to extend. And I haven't been like a sully landing in the Hudson River yeah, where, yeah. I mean, that was extremely dramatic. Uh, and all that flock of so, geese right so, yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah yeah that was crazy yeah one time so, i told this story on a big show but uh uh I, when the jazz were in the playoffs way back in the 90s they were playing the nuggets uh-huh. and there were a bunch of us on a plane coming out of denver back to salt lake city bowler was on that plane i was on a bunch of people a bunch of media guys and women were on that flight and we took off out of denver and we're uh we're heading uh, over the mountain, and all of a sudden, the guy sitting next to me says, "Do you smell that?" And I said, "Smell what?" He said, Did "I you smell something. Go? I smell something burning." Uh. <laughs> I said, "Hey, man, don't blame me, but this burning <laughs> smell all through the cabin, and that's not a good sign." And no. uh, then, then without the pilot coming on the uh, on the uh, intercom, the plane turns around. I mean, you can tell, you know, we're heading back to the airport, and that was that was a little frightening. It turned out oh, that it sure, was yeah. something was wrong with the with the filter system or something on the, on the plane, and got back safely. But I don't know if that's why Donovan. Do we know that? Uh, I don't that, know the reason. No. Yeah. Well, well I know is they said he's excused personal. for personal reasons. Yeah. So, but you know, to me, as you say earlier, he's been exemplary in a lot of different ways. So uh, he. In my mind, he earns the benefit of the doubt yeah. because he's a player and he shows up to play. So I don't know. I do not know the reason, but whatever it is, uh, I believe he's earned the benefit to where I don't think it's uh, where I'm going to question it and, and some crazy thing. I, I don't know because he's been there. He obviously loves to play. He's playing at such a high level. I, I, I feel bad for me <laughs> because <laughs> right now he's been playing well. And I was talking to a couple of guys in their 70s yesterday, and he, the one guy says, you know, the Jazz are so fun to watch play. And my wife, I think, is sort of a barometer in terms of she'll catch on in the postseason when it really matters. Sort of, she's not hardcore in the regular season, but she's been watching them more and more in the regular season because of the fun nature of which they've been playing. Yeah. And he's been right there at the forefront of that. So how do you think they do without him tonight against Memphis? Well, you know how it is because you've seen enough of these games that occasionally when a star player is out, uh, the rest of the crew sort of uh, rallies and uh, comes through. But uh, but I don't know. I thought this game was going to be difficult anyway because it's tough beating the team three times in, in this short amount of time. So we'll see how the Jazz react to that. But you're right. They are fun to watch. 
Yeah, I, one thing, everyone, it seems like, and I wrote a comment about this as well, and we've talked about it, and you've talked about it. You know, the whole thing, uh, people are observing the Jazz, and a lot of folks like Doc Rivers are saying, no, it's the Lakers and the Clippers in the West. And, Can and you I believe understand- Glenn said that? <laughs> Glenn. Come on. Doc Rivers. Whatever. And anyway, uh, so he, he, uh, he said what he said. But I think a lot of people think that, and they think the Jazz are kind of, sweet to watch right now but it won't hold up and so what i think is going to happen that i think it is it can hold up but it's up to the jazz to sustain it through difficult situations in the playoffs and they haven't really proved it in the past and so this year it's a whole new thing and i think all this attention that they're getting now whether it's pro or con whether they're believers or or uh unbelievers uh, it's uh, the pressure is going to rise as as well, the season goes on, and as we don't the have... more success, the more success they have, the more pressure they're going to have to face, and that's that's when we'll see if those twenty uh, four yeah. footers are going to drop. Well, sure, yeah, we don't have any unbelievers, as you say on our show. We're all believers. <laughs> We're men and women of faith. Okay, so right. we save the unbelievers for your show. The people in the morning, they're believers. And that's why they love listening to you so much. We're not a band of brothers. We're a band of believers. Okay. Isn't that right, Brother Hatch? Absolutely. Yeah. Bieber believers? We no, are not Bieber believers. believers, no. On our show, we're believers. So take your faithless drivel and get out of here. Faithless All right. drivel. Uh, Pastor Kinahan. Amen, brother. We believe. Uh, I suspect that they'll make up the difference tonight. Uh, they've got players who can make it up. They've got scoring punch. Uh, Clarkson, Bogdanovich, man, he basically hasn't given you jack for a good long while. So yeah. if he can find a way to put the ball in a basket, he can offset Donovan Mitchell. And and I get that. You know, the, the whole thing with Glenn Rivers, the two L.A. teams, <laughs> uh, I would sort of let that seep out to the Jazz. We had a Mike Smith and he does the pregame uh, and post and halftime for the Jazz. And he's going to be doing more games, and then he's on board the entire time for the playoffs. He was telling us he hasn't been doing as much this year because he flies in and with the pandemic and all that stuff. But uh, he'll be here for the postseason. And he's been around the league. He played a little bit, obviously, at BYU and played with the Celtics. And then he went into broadcasting uh, fairly young. And so he's been he's been a broadcaster in this league, I think, for – uh, approaching, uh, well, over 30 years, actually. Because I think he started in the late 80s. When I was down there and covering the Clippers, he got the job. And so, anyway, he was talking about how he, st- he spoke to Steve Kerr. He said the night before they played the Jazz, and, and he asked Steve, you know, what he thought. And Steve t- said that, uh, yeah, he, he said that he this team reminded him of his first Warriors team in terms of the shooting and the passing and all that stuff. Now, that Warrior team, if I remember correctly, went all the way. Uh, so we're not saying that. And, yeah, they do have to prove it in the postseason. But, you know, people say they, they haven't won anything. And then it's hard to argue on that they haven't. But they've had some postseason experience. And some of it has been successful. And a lot of it has been bitter. And this is a veteran team, though. So it's outside of Mitchell, who's only 24, but he's in fourth year, and he's basically had the keys to the car for all four years. So even though he's only a three-and-a-half, three-and-three-quarter veteran, 
he is someone who has a lot of experience in uh, big situations. So if if they lose, if they don't win at all, you know, that's still an outstanding task to expect them. I don't think that it'll be because they completely and totally failed in the postseason. Sometimes you get beat because the other team is pretty good and they beat you. So we'll have to see the complexion of the losses when and if they come. Yeah, how deep and, do they have to go to satisfy the expectation? Uh, that, that's a good question. Yeah, well, Mitchell was on record as saying getting out of the first round. Joe Ingles, right. after the Washington loss, said, what do we want here? Do we want to be competing for a title? And I'm paraphrasing. Well, do we want to be competing for the title? Do we want to get out of the first round? That is the streak when they had lost four or six that began late February and then spilled over into March earlier this month. And he laid it out there. So, yes, obviously, if you lose in the first round, you're going to have a very difficult justification to spin that any which way outside of an extreme bitter negative. I understand that. But second and third rounds, you know, let's see how it goes first. I don't think their inexperience of having success is going to be the cause. I think that there's any number of reasons why you lose, but I don't think it's why they haven't been there before. Because even though they haven't been there, I think Conley's played in the conference final uh, and the other guys haven't, but they've been there. They've been knocking on the door, and they're a veteran team. they got uh, guys in their 30s, uh, middle to late 20s, and then Mitchell bringing it up at 24, and he's your best offensive player. So excited to see what they do. Game time tonight at 6 o'clock. Our pregame with Jake Scott and Tim Lacombe will get underway right at 5 o'clock here on The Zone. All right, coming up next, the Monson segment. Anything you want to ask, you can ask. You can get us on Twitter. You can call. I have no idea what the phone number is. Yuck. You can give it out if you want. (laughs) 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-9663. Okay, there it is. And I've already got some questions lined up. He has to answer them, and we're going to hold him accountable right now. Wow. No, we're going to torture chamber. No, you've got to answer. Whatever the question is, you've got to answer it. You are on the spot where you live normally. The Monsonian Institute is going to be right here before you. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. John Hartwell, Athletic Director at Utah State. Knowing that Mark and the University of Utah were talking to some other people, you know, I, I, I don't know that you ever rest easy immediately following the season, but I felt a little bit better about our opportunity to retain Craig. But, uh, you know, Craig and I had a great working relationship and a great friendship, which obviously that will carry on. But it's a little bit of a, of a gut punch, if you will. But, hey, you know, it's also an opportunity opportunity for us. It's an opportunity to continue to build on that success. And, you know, it does not take long in this world for many people to start reaching out to you, whether it's, you know, coaches directly, agents, you know, people who you know in the business. So um, great, great interest already. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday morning. DJ and PK, David James Sniggledorf III is not with us. I'm PK, and who is with us? Well, as I said earlier, Gordon Monson. You know him, you hate him. Some of you love him. Come on, admit. He's a lovable dude. He's joining me, PK, this morning with the OG show. 
The OGs are doing a few segments together this morning. Gordon, now is the time for all good men and women to find out what is going on in your world, what makes you tick. If you've got any questions, Gordon will answer them, I promise you. And, of course, Gordon, the first question is, how are you hanging on? Where are you? <laughs> not in San Bernardino, I'll tell you that. It's not a place I would want to be. But uh, What's wrong with San Bernardino? <laughs> I don't know. It's not, not. Well, I mean, it's fine. It's good for who it's for. It's the home of Brian Russell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess if you want to live way in the outskirts of L.A., it's all right. Well, not everybody. You know, how you hanging on? Front. Where are you? Whoa, I'm in uh, San Bernardino right now. <laughs> Still the ultimate legend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've heard a couple of DJs' long-winded questions that had to rival that. Uh, in terms of length, yeah. The thing, and y'all can back me up on this, the thing that infuriates me is with him with the Internet and computer, it is so just dangerous because we'll be in something. Uh, and he always gets, he usually gets the, well, he always gets the first question, and a lot of times he gets the last. And I'll ask question one or two, and then he'll turn around and repeat the question, to the same question, just different words. This does happen <laughs> yeah. with a fairly frequent yeah. On a fairly frequent basis. Now, is that because he thinks he can pose it better than you, no, or he wasn't he's listening? No, he's he's yeah. literally like examining something on social media, and then, yeah. oh, my turn. He's addicted oh, okay. to that stuff. Yeah, can I mean, he, I stopped following him on Twitter. He he posts five thousand things a day, and he's, uh, he's cluttering it up. So I clicked unfollow <laughs> there. So, okay. uh, of all the reasons to stop following someone. Being a little bit too uh, too uh, eager is kind of an interesting reason. To... Well, I, I have other reasons too, but and I'm not on social media nearly as much as he is. Yeah. So he just lives. He loves it. That's what he does. So good for him. But other than that, so uh, I don't. I still think his his one is when he uh, accused Debbie of being a man. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I put on his golf ball. So uh, once, and once, uh, you once don't really sound like there. a daddy. Well, I've been one for a long time. <laughs> All right, <laughs> what a great answer. It really was. <laughs> Debbie was sharp. Yeah, <laughs> I got to give her credit. <laughs> what, 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 what was DJ thinking? Uh, the story was the producer put the name, and he thought that. He put the wrong name because back in those days when we were at, I think it was when we were at 1320, and you could, uh, on the call screener list, it had the person's name, and it said Ter- uh, Debbie, and he thought that it was a confused producer <laughs> that he meant Tony or something. I don't know the name, but he thought. <laughs> well, he heard her talk. I mean, she, I, she's, yeah, I she sounded like a Debbie. Maybe, maybe who knows, maybe he was. On the internet, I don't know. Uh, to me, it sounded like a sexy Demi, a Debbie too, not just a Debbie, <laughs> but a sexy Demi. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the raspy voices. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the, the, the raspier, the better. All right. Okay. Uh, question: Why does Gordon hate Scotty G so much? Uh, see, just PK, you'll be able to relate to this. I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you have you heard what's going on with Scotty getting the, uh, getting his feelings hurt because I 
I talked with him uh, about uh, Craig Smith, and you're going to have him on the show later, right? Yes. So, so uh, I was I was talking to different people about Craig Smith, and and most of the column was you know favorable uh, and whatnot. But there, were, I did say that he had lied to his players a little bit, if that might be a strong word, but he told his players earlier in the week that he wasn't going anywhere, he was going to stick around. So there was a little bit of edge to it. So I told the story about him doing the coach's show in a, in a closet space and the fact that Craig Smith wanted to go ahead and do it, even though they were all crammed in there, was uh, a sign of his enthusiasm. So I told the okay. story, but I didn't name Scotty by name. I said a broadcaster, the show host. And so he he uh, he sent out a tweet that said, the broadcaster has a name, Gordon. So, so why they, they, they see that as disrespect. I saw it as protecting... Uh, him and others I had talked to, not wanting to tie anything that I was writing <laughs> to that individual. So I was, I was really taking care of him. Okay, but you named him though without naming him. What's yeah, the difference? Yeah. It's different when you put the actual name in there. The, a think. broadcaster, you know, there's only one person who does the coach's <laughs> show. Yeah, but it's different when you actually have the name. In actually, there. there's no, two. It's not. We've had Ajay Salveson fill in a time or two. Okay, so. that was uh, <laughs> uh, under trying circumstances. Yes, I know. So I two people. Scotty. No, nobody cares be person about that, a or person B. You weren't exactly protecting am- anonymity here. Uh, I, I thought I was a little bit. Well, I call time, BS but... on you. In fact, no. I, in, in, I would cancel you, actually. <laughs> no, no, I have a tremendous respect for Scott Gerard. And uh, next apparently time not we'll... enough. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to be like Keith Olbermann. If you screw up, I'm calling for you to be fired. Keith, <laughs> he must call for people to be fired. Of course, it's one side of the aisle that he's calling for people to be fired. Over here, no, they're all great people, and where would we be without them? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I I didn't think I screwed up. I just was trying to protect my guy. So uh, anyway, did you apologize? Uh, there, there was a there is a uh, there was a miscommunication. So I next time. I'm putting Scotty's name front and center. So, all right. Okay. Rob asks, how many of his Monsonian stories are true? Almost all of them. This well, is Once you say almost, then we've got to yeah, figure out which I, ones I, are and which ones aren't. No, I told a fib about about a hockey play that, that was straight out of the movie The Mighty Ducks, and that was a fib, and I, and I talked about I had another hockey story that was kind of a fib, but it was it was really – Making a joke out of okay, this is so preposterous that it, it is uh, it is untrue because I always claim that everything I say is true, but those are like two of the times out of the thousands and thousands of stories I've told that were that were fabricated. Oh yeah, I guess it's a difference between where you went to school and I went to school because (laughs) if I told Walter Cronkite, if you told one (laughs) that was false, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it was all, it was all it was done yeah. on purpose because yeah. I knew that our listeners knew the plot of the movie and it was it was a joke and I saw so I was just sort of trying to be funny, but all the other stories I've told are absolutely true, and uh, you know, uh, Jake and, and Austin don't believe me, but it it's true. <laughs> okay, this one is going to get your goat big time. Oh, boy. You'll get all defensive and get irritated, which is why I love it. David asks, how many closets of BYU gear does he actually own? Storage units count as well. 
Well, I would uh, I would just about say something that Joe Ingalls almost said on your show, uh, <laughs> or he uh, has said on the show that had Joe, to be Joe dumb. sworn like multiple times on our show. Yeah. That's the funny thing about Joe is he gets going, and that's a great thing about Joe. He doesn't treat it as a radio interview; he treats it as a conversation. And I've been with Joe, and we've all been there in casual conversation where something slips because it's just the way it is. Joe forgets literally that he's on the air. He thinks he's just talking to friends on the phone sometimes, <laughs> and he's gotten a little loose. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of it, really. I agree. And I think, yeah, his, uh, his occasional slip of the tongue is totally acceptable for that very reason. Yes. Now, I'm, not, I'm not the FCC, but uh, I, you know, I, have said, I have said the word that I wanted to say when I heard that on the air one time, and it, uh, it uh, oh. so rhymes, how many? With, uh, rhymes with bull spit. <laughs> and uh, I, I'll just say say it this way, man. I that is such a freaking joke. The people in Provo think I'm a Ute, and the people uh, who are hardcore Utes think I'm a Cougar. Think I'm freaking Cosmo, and it's just not true. Sorry, uh, sorry to disappoint, <laughs> but I, I am I am not a fan of any team. I do not favor hey, why one do you team have to, over another. Why do you have to be a fan if you have gear, though? That's what, I don't understand that. Why else would you have the gear? I've got gear. I've got a Utah baseball shirt. I've got Utah hats. I've got a BYU basketball long sleeve. It was a joke. Uh, I told them they hadn't won on the road, and I said, if you guys finally break through, I'll wear BYU gear on a plane trip. And so they beat somebody. I think they beat Colorado State. Sure enough, they gave me a hat and a long sleeve shirt. And they made it. They made me wear it. I was on the flight with them. They made me wear it to uh, 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 TCU, so Dallas, which was the longest conference flight. Then I had to show up at the airport in the gear, and I remember Dave Rose's wife was laughing. It was it was fun. I, yeah, I, and you show you showed up for your first practice covering the Utes uh, with Majerus. It wasn't with the first a BYU one. sweatshirt on. It right? wasn't the first one. Okay. No. It was well, after, uh, look, I'm not. I, I, I don't root. I got, I got plenty of gear. You don't have to root. I got all sorts of gear. I got yeah. hats for every team in the Pac-12. Yeah. See, I. Well, I. I don't. And uh, sorry <laughs> to disappoint, but I don't. Uh, I don't. But that do doesn't that. mean I you're mean, a fan. Look, I, I, I have an SC and a UCLA hat. I'm not a fan of those schools. Oh yeah, you hate SC. I got a fan. Uh, I've got a Lakers cap. I'm not a fan of. I got a Stanford cap. Well, okay. All right. I do have a Notre Dame cab from I have one too. Uh, but uh, no, I don't uh, I don't have look, I have five daughters. Uh, two of them went to, one of them went to Utah State. Two of them uh, and the one that went to Utah State also got a nursing degree from Utah. And so and then I have her. another daughter who went to Utah and then Good I've had uh, two daughters go to BYU. So I've, you know, my daughter, and, and they've played competitively for these schools. So why do you fa- hate Utah Valley? <laughs> Just, uh, I think I had one daughter that might have gone there for a semester. But, okay, uh, why do you hate Weber then? What's your problem? Well, ah. if I'd had nine daughters, maybe I would have sent one there. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not over yet, is it? <laughs> it is over. <laughs> yes, it is over. Maybe grandkids. <laughs> Maybe that's. I don't know. I, well, I got gear from all sorts of stuff. I'm a fan of everybody. I want them all to win. 
The more winning, the better. That's the way I look at it. Go I Cougars! Care. I mean, I, oh, here we go. Who uh, cares how wiener... <laughs> what was that one? Wrong one. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> what? What was I saying? Go Cougars! Oh, brother. Anyway, yeah, I'm not. Uh, that's you and I differ on that one a little bit. Uh, you have, uh, you have, uh, you're a fan of everybody, and I, I just, I, it, uh, I, I try not to allow myself. I'm not a fan in that. terms of the traditional fan, but I want them all to win. Let them all win. The more winning, the better it is. What the heck? Who cares? Yeah. I yeah. don't sweat wins and losses. They don't matter to me. It's all games. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I'm, I'm let them all. Let the G. You don't want the Jazz to win the NBA Finals? I absolutely want the Jazz to win uh, I think win that the would NBA be Finals. good for the community. It would be but awesome. I, yeah, my neighbors would get a kick. They've been hardcore Jazz fans their whole life. Yak, you've been a Jazz fan your whole life, haven't you? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, let's go, man. That would be aw- And plus, it would kind of thumb their nose at the league. Go Jazz! <laughs> Woohoo! That's, that's that would really be cool. I would love to see the Jazz win a title while Gail Miller is still alive and can enjoy it. And thumbing your nose at the league—that's one thing I want to get to next. I want to get that with you. Get your opinion on a on a subject that I think maybe the league needs to address. We'll hit that next. Stay with us. Ninety-seven five twelve eighty. The zone.